not even sure what to call this next segment. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Twitter. We're going to talk a little about social media, but I think we should also talk a little bit about tech. It's it's just part of our life now, and there's no better person to talk about it uh, than Andy Brar, tech and the digital lifestyle expert at handyandymedia.com. And he's joining us in studio. Good to see you, Andy. Yeah, it's great to see you, Jazz. Yeah, it's been a while, but uh, there's lots to talk about. Uh, there was a bit of a mini tremor last week. Uh, I think it was centered around uh, Pemberton. And, you know, we were seeing tweets about, hey, did you, did you feel something? here in downtown Vancouver and generally you go to social media places like Earthquake Canada uh, and but Earthquake Canada says that they're going to be off the site very quickly and you know you would think that's such vital information that you want uh, but they're taking themselves off uh, Twitter now called X of course Uh, what what are you hearing well, the the interesting thing about that story was they announced it before we had that earthquake. Mm-hmm. And so then as soon as we had that earthquake, sure enough, they were tweeting about it. But what they said is moving on 2024 onwards, they're going to stop doing that. And they said it doesn't meet their criteria because if you remember Twitter in the early days, the most immediate tweet that someone would post, that's what you would see on your timeline. Mm-hmm. But everything has changed, especially, and I'd love that we still call it Twitter, by the I way. Know. That we don't, <laughs> I refuse to call X. it X. Oh yeah, God. it's such a bad brandy. Brutal. But like that's been Elon's dream for for years now. He's had this like fantasy about x.com and mm-hmm. so he's it's like his, the baby that he's always had and he's trying to build it like 24 years later. But it's changed. We all know that it's changed. And you don't see the most immediate tweets anymore. It's all based on an algorithm. Even if you um, don't follow people, you might see theirs because it's a paid subscription now. So mm. the blue check used to be verified. That's gone. You have to pay for that. So you take all of those factors together. Earthquake Canada is like, you know what? We're not going to post on this. I think it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Like, how hard is it to make a tweet? Like, it's not that hard. No, no. But but that just shows you just how different Twitter has been with Elon Musk at the realm. This is a 17-year-old social media platform, but a lot's changed in this one year. Yeah, I mean, Elon Musk uh, said he's going to buy it, then try to get out of it, then was forced to buy it because of the comments he's made and, and, and legally was forced to buy it, overpaid for it, $40 yep. billion plus. Um, there's been talk that you know he may not be able to make upcoming payments, interest payments that have to be made. $1 billion. $1 billion. When, Do you know when that's due? I'm not sure when it's due, but it's going to be an annual interest payment. Yeah. And he's already said that the valuation of Twitter is probably now $20 billion. So in one year, he's wiped about $22 billion off the brand value for Twitter. And a lot of it's because he's alienated his advertisers. And, of course, we know what he recently said about his advertisers. Yeah, t- Talia, let's, uh, let's listen to what he had to say. He was speaking at a conference uh, uh, with the New York Times, and he was being uh, in- interviewed by um, Andrew Ross Sorkin, a uh, business writer, reporter. And take a listen to Mr. Musk and his rather, what do you call it, dismissiveness of advertisers. Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. But go f*** yourself. Is that clear? Uh, I hope it is. Well, that's one way to run your business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got a feel for uh, tw- or Twitter CEO Linda Yaccarino? Yes. Because you can you imagine what she has to the blowback that she has to do because she's an NBC executive with strong ties to the advertising industry. That's the reason why they brought her on board. Yeah. And then he goes, "This is a problem about Elon Musk. He's very impatient and he's very impulsive, like you mentioned." 
First, he wanted to sit on the board of Twitter. Then somebody had tweeted, why don't you buy it? Then he started thinking, oh, yeah, maybe I'll start buying. I'll buy it. Then he wanted to you know, put an offer. Then he wanted to back out of it because he realized he's probably paying too much for it. And now look what he's doing. He's the CTO, the chief technology officer. But he, even though he has a CEO, he's still the boss because of things like that when he says yeah, things. What I find amazing is we're not talking about, you know, he's, he's telling off Joe's fish shop down the street. He's telling off the CEO of Disney, yep. uh, Apple, uh, and these major advertisers which spend hundreds of million dollars on advertising, right? Um, I know he's laid off a lot of folks uh, at Twitter when he took over, right? Half. Half. Yeah. Maybe, maybe more than half. Yeah. Um, uh, it, you know, a lot of folks aren't on Twitter, but those that are, it is still the elites of government. Uh, it is still the elites of the corporate world, of the journalism world. It is where the broad narrative and discourse globally and locally occur, if you look at politics, yep. right? Um, where do you think this is all going? And, you you know, is there ever going to be a replacement to Twitter, or do you think we're just going to have to muddle through uh, the Musk era? Well, we have to remember there is a replacement. It's called Threads, uh, which Meta had opened up in July. It's yeah. basically the copycat of Twitter, and it was the fastest mo- uh, downloaded and user you know, base ever. And that's because it was easy to migrate people from Instagram onto Threads. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. Twitter gets about 233 million daily active users. Currently, Threads gets about 10 million. Yeah. Now, if you talk to Mark Zuckerberg, he'll say, oh, we have 100 million an- or monthly users, but people aren't posting on threads. And there was other number. We used to talk about this when Elon was going to buy it. Everybody said, we're going to leave Twitter. There was Mastodon. There was, uh, what was the other ones? I, I almost forgot all of them. There's now. a few of them. Yeah. And it, it, what, I, what I find is there's a new one, uh, Blue Sky. Blue Sky. Which, yeah, that's right. uh, which I think has got potential. I think the ones, folks that started Twitter are now working on Blue Sky, but you know, my problem is, okay, you leave Twitter, well, then you're going to go to Mark Zuckerberg, who hasn't exactly let the yeah. world on fire with, uh, with Facebook. Um, what do you, where are we going, do you think, with social media? And what I mean by that is beyond uh, Elon Musk and his shenanigans, I also see um, this entire ecosystem uh, that is leading to, A, many school districts now in the U.S. suing these big tech companies. Yep. A lot of these lawyers that used to sue asbestos companies uh, big uh, big uh, tobacco are now <laughs> on behalf of these school districts now starting to sue big tech yeah. because the impact social media is having on our children in regards to paying attention in school, body images, a lot of other issues. Um, I personally believe, you know, 20, 30 years now, when we look back at this era, it's not going to be a healthy place. No. And I don't think social media is a net positive in so many ways. I really, I really don't. Where do you see all of this going at the end of the day? I think right now, Jazz, we are in this technology-induced dark age. Because if you look at kids right now, they are addicted to social media. And if you ask them, they don't want to use the platform. But what keeps them there is all my friends are there. You know, I can't just leave because then I'm going to get FOMO, the fear of missing out. People are posting. I have to be on there. But it's making them depressed. It's causing anxiety. You know, even young girls, can you imagine being you know, on social media these days, and you're seeing all these filtered pictures. And not only that, boys too. You have, you're seeing a huge rise in steroid use amongst teenagers, mm-hmm. 20-something. When they're in their most developmental age, they're doing it because they're seeing all these things on TikTok and on Instagram, and they feel that they have to be, like, muscular and look like, you know, a Marvel uh, movie star. But it, it is it's really making them sad. And not only that, academically, mm-hmm. their academics performance in science, math, reading has all gone down. 
as smartphone adoptions and social media use has gone up, because at 2012, in 2012, 50% of students aged 12 to 17 mm-hmm. had a smartphone. 70% were on social media daily. Now, today, the average teenager spends five hours on social media per day. And they're not doing this out of school. They're doing it during school hours. And that's the big debate. Can you ban phones from schools? Do something like what, what happens if you go to a comedy show where you have to put your phone into a pouch and you're not allowed to use it. That's the big discussion right now. I, when I was um, an MLA, it's one of the things I was looking at and wanting to introduce legislation. I was starting the work. We ended up not doing it. Um, but I wish we kind of had. And that's simply uh, school districts uh, all of them, you want, to, you want to bring down a hammer, but you want every school just to make sure they have a cell phone policy. Yeah. A lot of it's kind of wishy-washy, but you really want to focus them and force them to do so. And what I would have wanted to do is a bill that, A, forces them to do so, or be even tougher and say, can we in some capacity ban cell phones? The challenge is, you know, uh, Johnny might have a, an after-school job that he does need to, to, to keep that cell phone. Um, mom and dad may want to be in touch yeah. with their son or daughter at school. So you don't want to come down hard, but there has to be a, a significant change in how we treat cell phones and access to social media in our schools because I think it's impacting education. It's also impacting being present. I was at my son's basketball game last night in Burnaby. He's got a tournament. I looked at my phone twice just to make sure what was going on in the news. Yeah. I didn't need to. It's the evening. I'm, I'm coming back tomorrow. There was two young uh, young guys in front of me. They must have been on their phone about 12 times during a basketball yeah. game too, right? So we're losing our ability as human beings to be present, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's part of the challenge. Um, lots of hype yeah. uh, right from the beginning in 2023. Um, some wonderful things that we saw in regards to what it can do. Uh, but more and more I look at it, uh, and I've used it a few times, just out of curiosity more than anything. Uh, what are your thoughts on AI? I, I know there's lots of potential for it, but it hasn't completely impressed me yet. It has its place, Jazz, you know, in, in certain fields, like in medical research, right? Yeah. Like you can take data sets and you can find patterns, right? And, and they, can, they can take an image scan and find issues because you're comparing it to all these other images. So there is a place for AI, but this whole thing about like chat GPT, if you start to use it, it's okay. You know, it, it was kind of interesting and we're only one year in. So we have to remember this is the worst AI is ever going to be. Mm-hmm. It's only going to get better. But here's the issue. Where is the AI data coming from? It's scraping data from the internet. And then they're trying to charge, you know, a monthly fee to use that. But they don't compensate all the other people where it's getting that data set from. And I think that's the the critical issue because if you're a company and you have this data and then something like ChatGPT comes in and just scrapes it and then they're trying to sell from based on your data, that's a big issue and that needs to be resolved. But AI came out, it's only been one year. Can you believe that? It was like November of last year. It's it turned up. It's turned out. You know, just uh, turned every industry upside down to yep. a certain degree. I mean, if you're a university professor, uh, did that student uh, whose essay you're grading did, did, did that person write it themselves, yep. right? Yep. Uh, and that's part of it. And even news organizations, you know, if uh, AI is as you say, scraping all this information from a news story, is that news organization being compensated? No. Right now, they're not. No. Right. So, uh, a New York Times, I think, is putting together a consortium to to look into that issue. We just got Google to pay, I think, a hundred million dollars. Yes, a hundred million dollars to news organizations organizations moving forward in 2024 because of their data that's out there. Um, in regards to uh, the impact it's going to have, I mean, do you think the public will accept uh, copy, uh, whether it's a news story, uh, whether it's promotional jargon, 
uh, written things written by AI? Do you think we'll accept that? Or do you think, that, wait a minute, I want a human being to be writing that? Well, you know, we all know what happened with the uh, Sports Illustrated, where they were trying, <laughs> they created fake profiles and yeah. then tried to use AI. That's the bad way to go with through with it. Now, other, you know, websites are now using where they'll say assisted by AI. So they actually have a disclaimer that it's assisted. So you don't have a byline of a real writer. Now it's the AI and a human has interacted with it. The big question is, as a reader, do you want to read AI, you know, produce content? And I don't think people will. And I think that anything, images, anything that's been created by AI needs a watermark so that you know that this was AI generated. Because some of the photos are getting very realistic and it's causing some serious damage because people think that, you remember the, the p- picture of the Pope in, yes. that, in that puffed up jacket? I thought that was real. I yeah. legitimately, I'm like, wow, Pope's got some drip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was an AI generated image. And, yeah. and I, like I said, we're one year in and we're having a hard time knowing what is real and what is fake. They're now creating AI videos. Did you see that one where they had all the world leaders like Biden and they're all dancing and there's Barack oh, Obama? Yes, yes. And that was all AI generated, that video. So yeah. you give it five years, the ability to con- create a song. Uh, an artist, yeah, uh, and is that real? Would that be up for a Grammy or something like that? You know, or five, ten years a year. There for- are accounts now where they'll take like Johnny Cash's voice, but then mash it up with like a Taylor Swift song, yeah. and it sounds. And you're having a hard time knowing is that real? And then the question is like, who gets compensated for that? There was a, a song, I think it was Drake, or somebody made a, a fake Drake. And that, you know, everybody loved this song and it was going to get nominated for a billboard. But then they're like, no, because it was AI generated. There's going to be a hit song created by a computer. We're just all going to go, this is the end. This is it. Yeah. (laughs) The machines have taken over and there's not much you can do about it. And that's, uh, it's a, it is truly a brave new world. And and we're glad um, you're always available to walk us through and make sense for it, make sense uh, for us. uh, Andy, I really appreciate it. If I don't see you, I do want to say this. uh, Thank you for everything you've done this year. Merry Christmas and happy new year to you and your family. Oh, Merry Christmas, Jazz.